Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee or that well-deserved glass of wine, and let's get ready for the good portion. Hey there, mamas. Welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome to the family and be sure to start out and listen to episodes one through three before hopping in so that you know what this podcast and community is all about. I am so happy you're taking the time for yourself to grow and learn and connect with us and just know you're going to fit in so well here. Just a quick little reminder, though, that if you haven't joined our online community on Facebook, we have a fabulous group of women just like you looking to build joy and find purpose in all of this crazy that we call motherhood through real authentic connections. And we would just love for you guys to join us. So head on over to Facebook and search in the groups for The Good Portion Mama. Click that join button and answer those three questions and boom, you're in. All right, so for today's Mompreneur Connection, we're gonna be featuring Megan King Floral Artistry. And yes, you heard that correctly. I said Megan King and no, I am not talking about myself. We are talking about Megan King, my sister-in-law. So funny story, my husband's brother, Scott, married a Megan too. So now there are two Megan Kings. We both have the same middle initial. We just spell our first name differently. I spell it correctly. She spells it weird. But <laughs> when we're all together, I jokingly call her the other Megan King because I will just not stand for being called the old Megan King since I became Megan King first. So today, all joking aside, today we are spotlighting Megan King Floral Artistry. And can I just tell you, when she named her business Floral Artistry, she wasn't joking, okay? This is not just cash and carry roses or just simple bouquets that you can get at your local grocery store. These things are magnificent. And not only are they beautiful, but they come with so much love and care put into them, you don't even know, okay? It's homegrown, and then she puts it all together, and every piece is individual, one of a kind, and so gorgeous. I got to collaborate with her on a vow renewal, a 40-year vow renewal um, that resembled quite a bit like a wedding reception. It was so pretty. I got to do the decorations and help with the setup and all of that. Knocked it out of the park with the centerpieces and the arch that was in the background when they did the vow renewal with the corsages and I don't know what they're called the little wreath that the bride wears on top of her head god I can't even think of it but I mean every little piece had extreme attention to detail she helped me with decorations all of the things she is so so good at what she does even though she's only been doing it for a short time. So I can only imagine that it's going to get even better, which I'm not sure how, but (laughs) that's how it is. So Megan is the mother of two little awesome kiddos, McKenna and Wyatt, and they are so much fun. And I know exactly where they get it from, but 
Megan has an extreme attention to detail and making sure that she is getting her customers exactly what it is that they vision for whatever event or whatever gift or whatever piece it is that they're they're ordering and asking for. Now, I will tell you, Megan has a Facebook page that you can check out. Um, So you can go to Facebook and check out Megan King Floral Artistry. So her first name is spelled M-E-G-A-N, last name King, K-I-N-G, Floral Artistry. So you can check out her Facebook page and see some pictures of stuff that she's already done. If you are needing a quote or needing some information on stuff, you can email her at Megan at mkfloralartistry.com. But let me just tell you, Megan has tons of homegrown flowers ready for whatever purpose you have or need. And can I just tell you, in the time that we're in right now where there are people postponing weddings and events and people like me who are spending way more time with their kids than they ever dreamed possible, which can be both a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. There has never been a better time to just send somebody a pretty centerpiece or bouquet or something uh, to just let them know that you're thinking of them. And Megan has even donated some pieces to the local nursing homes just so that she can spread some cheer with these flowers that she loves and that she knows other people love. So be sure to go out and support Megan and to support local. If you want information or want to see some pictures from our collaboration, let me know. Reach out to me on our Facebook group and we'll go from there. Now, let's get the show on the road because like always, I'm not very good with keeping it short and sweet. So today we're going to be diving into our social connection category and talking about how to engage in meaningful friendships throughout motherhood without all that added mom or friend guilt trips, okay? Now, I'm not just talking about your friends list on Facebook or how many new people you can meet on the daily. I'm talking real lifelong veteran friendship building, okay? And I don't know about you, but this was and sometimes still is an area where I have struggled. (laughs) And I feel like I say that in every single category and every single episode, but I suppose that's why I'm doing this podcast because I can totally relate. I've been there, done that, and still working on it. And quite honestly, I felt really alone in the beginning stages of my struggles thinking that I had to do all of it on my own. But the truth is we are most definitely not alone, okay? And that's why I want to encourage each of you to keep learning and growing alongside me so that we can do it all together. Helping, mentoring, supporting, and praying with and for each other all along this fabulous and sometimes ridiculously crazy ride of motherhood, however that looks for your current circumstances, okay? I have talked before about how I have always been a bit of a wallflower. (laughs) Just kidding. I think we all know I'm more like a fancy Nancy style social butterfly, right? I love the stage. I thrive off of meeting and engaging and talking and sharing with new people, right? Spending time with others in various social settings and activities. But when I had my firstborn, when when I first became a mom, all of that changed. My beloved weekly ladies nights and group hangouts and lunch dates and yard parties and in-home Smirnoff ice sipping, rom-com watching girls night ins went from a regular thing to an occasional. And then 
After each additional child, it became more and more of a rarity. And then to top it all off, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to, even before social distancing was even a thing, a little over three years ago, I went from working in a corporate office with other mamas and other pe- other grown-ups to a slay-at-home mama, removing myself from yet another form of social interaction in my first big attempt to really refocus on my priorities and my outlook on what a fulfilled life for me looks like both personally and professionally. I quit my full-time job that I loved and started a wine gig that would quickly become a career. And now, Starting a wine business was not difficult in and of itself because I love wine and I loved trying and learning all about new wines and sharing what I've learned at tastings and meeting new people. But I'll tell you the learning curve while I was becoming a work from home mom without other adult interaction throughout the day was a real test to say the least. I don't think I realized how that one-on-one interaction and connection with other adults and my girlfriends on a regular basis really affects the mental and emotional state of us, okay? Fortunately for me, the business that I started working in wasn't just any regular work-from-home thing, and it actively had me meeting and engaging with other women and, in most cases, mamas. But I still struggled finding ways to stay connected with my friendships that were outside of my wine business. You know, the ones that helped me maneuver through high school or my early adult years, the ones I spent hours on the phone with, or the ones I messaged at 2 a.m. when I couldn't sleep because that bearded beast of mine was just not meeting my uh, undisclosed or sometimes irrational expectations. Or maybe the ones who encouraged me when I cried for hours because I was pregnant again and I wasn't sure if I had any more in me to give. Spoiler alert, I did. But seriously, it was a real struggle because even if I could find the time that worked for us to get together, and I think we all have seen that meme where like being an adult is texting your friend trying to get together and tossing out 40 different dates and none of them work for anyone. But it seemed like even when we could find a time that worked for the both of us to get together, guilt seemed to kind of creep in really easily when we would get together when I was getting ready to leave, right? I felt like I was sacrificing family time or time that I could have or should have been focusing on business or household duties or quality time with Jake. And and that guilt would distract me from really being able to be present in the moment that both myself and my friend needed and deserved. But here's the thing that I've learned. To be the best mama and the best wife and the best woman and the best daughter of the king, I have to make forging and keeping those friendships and relationships strong and alive. Why? Well, if we want to look at it from the perspective of what it is that we have to offer others, if I'm not continually nurturing and forging these friendships, I'm not leaving that connection where they feel like they can come to me when they need something. Now, if you're in the perspective of what's in it for me, right, here's why. Because when Jake and I get in a situation where we're at odds in our marriage because of either poor communication or unmet expectations or 
whatever it is in that moment. Who's going to remind me of all the sweet things that he's done over the last 15 years that I've shared with them or the past times we've sat on the phone and they've listened to me cry over the thought of losing him or upsetting him, right? My friends, they're the ones that are going to do that. When I reach a point of struggle in my business and I want to quit because I don't think I've got what it takes to really make it happen, who's going to remind me that I went from a girl working as a hostess at a steakhouse and through resilience and grit and perseverance, I never gave up and now I'm, I own a successful wine business working with some of the top wine consultants in my field and the country for that matter while still keeping a strong marriage and four wildly rambunctious children alive in the home of my dreams. My friends, my friends are the ones that have and do point those things out to me when I start to get down on myself or think less of what I'm capable of. Who is going to come to me with genuine care or concern and honesty when it seems like I'm sliding backwards into my battle with depression and they've noticed a difference in my interactions or my personality or my habits and are comfortable coming to tell me that they think I need to get some help. My friends, that's who. These friends have seen us in our worst and our best. Who better to continue to grow and learn with and from than people who truly and realistically understand who we are from the inside out? We are doing a disservice to both those friends and ourselves and everyone around us if we don't make keeping these friendships healthy and strong a priority. And I can't be a good friend to others that I encounter if I'm trying to make all these new friends if I can't even take the time to sustain and solidify friendships with the ones that I already have. So how do we do it? What's our tactical plan, right? How do we find or make time to work on those friendships like I said before? I don't have all the answers and I'm still working on this, but here's a few ideas to get you started. And I'll warn you, some of these may sound kind of corny or cheesy, but let me tell you every single one of these ideas is either something someone has done for me that really just set our friendship apart from the others or made my heart melt even more for that particular person or it's something that I've done that has either proven to strengthen my bond with said friend or I've received feedback on how much it meant to the recipient in more than just a a thanks text, okay? So keep an open mind. Really consider giving each and every one of these a try. Now, you don't have to bust all these out on the same friend back to back to back. I mean, you can spread these out across different friends, okay? And at different times. Like, you don't have to spend the next seven days doing all of these things. But these are really just starting points for you guys to really intentionally focus on building your connection with your existing friends, okay? So first idea, send them a letter or a card randomly. Now, notice the keyword is randomly, right? I'm not talking about, hey, it's their birthday, so let's mail them a card or... I've got my class reunion this weekend and I'm just going to hand one out to everybody in the crowd, right? I'm talking randomly like next Tuesday at 3 p.m. you're going to sit down and you're going to write a a letter to your friend Molly. And so you can, in the card or the letter, you can let them know what their friendship means to you or how they've helped you grow personally or professionally or both. Who knows? Maybe you can include a list of your five favorite quirks or characters characteristics about their personality. I don't know, whatever you want. There are so many different directions you could go with this, but I can't tell you 
how much it meant to me the couple of times that I've had a friend do this. And, you know, one of them was real sentimental and talking about uh, what she's learned from me and what a difference in perspective I've given her in motherhood. Another friend sent me one shortly after she was in my bridal party, just talking about how important it was to her to be able to be there for one of the biggest days of my life. I have another friend who we joke around with each other all the time, and she sent me a letter with a small little gift just reminding me how much she loved me. And, you know, it was a humorous letter. Like, I laughed the entire time I read it because everything in there was the outrageous and funny talk that we normally do when we get together, even though it's been a while since we've been able to get together. So I'll tell you, all of those left a lasting impact that even, you know, 10 years later, I haven't forgotten. And quite honestly, I still have all of them. I have saved them. I have my Bible study that I go to on Wednesday nights. There is there's a there's a young woman in that group. She's the daughter of one of one of my friends from the group and she gave me a little note card with a little letter to me just explaining, you know, that she doesn't know me very well, but what what a good example I set as a godly woman and how it's impacted her and really just some words of encouragement that she felt like God had given her to deliver to me. And I use that I use that card as a, a bookmark in either the book that I'm reading currently or sometimes even in my Bible if there's a certain if there's a certain book that we're covering in Bible study or something like that just as a constant reminder that every single every single impact that I make can change somebody for the better if I'm if I'm paying attention and following God's call. So, wow, number 1 was a super long one and that is not what I wrote in my notes for that one, but it just kept going and going. Sorry about that. Number 2, schedule regular get-togethers. Now, don't even start with me if you're coming at me saying, "I don't have time. We we can't find time that works." You can find time, and if you don't think that you can, then I'm going to encourage you Uh, to go back and listen to our episode on time budgeting, okay? (laughs) But seriously, I'm not saying every week you need to see the same group of gals. I am saying once a month, bare minimum, schedule a night out or even a night in with one or more of your friends and hold yourself to it. There's so many options. You could go to dinner somewhere you both love or somewhere you've never been. You could go do some sort of recreation together. My husband and I have started going to the driving range with his brother Scott and Scott's wife, the other Megan King, and it's a lot of fun. I suck at golf because I never do it and Megan's new to it too. Scott's pretty new to it too. You know what? It's fun because we're we're all, with the exception of my husband, learning something new, which is, is really fun. Um, but it gets us out of the house. It gets us away from the kids. It lets us do something. And we get to we get to connect and build friendships there. Another idea, you know, this gal right here is a wine lady. Schedule schedule once a month wine tasting with your lady friends. A ladies' night in. We can do a fun wine tasting where you all get to try new wines together, compare notes, and then sip while you shop and chat. There are so many options. So don't cut yourself short thinking, well, we can't find a time that we can all go to the bar together or we can't all go to dinner together. You don't have to go as a group of 10 people. Like it doesn't work that way. Okay. One-on-one, three by three, however you want to do it. It doesn't have to be the same day or the same night every single month. Nothing like that. Keep it simple. Keep it fun. Okay. All right. Tip number three or idea number three, be the one to reach out with a phone call. These days, the phrase staying connected gets tossed around 
a lot in regards to connecting via social media, text message, emails, whatever. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say it is nothing compared to actually having a voice conversation with somebody. I know it's really difficult to be able to see people in person, especially right now with all the social distancing guidelines and everything, but there are so many more things you can say, even with just your tone, that doesn't come across in a text. Everyone is busy. Everyone has excuses why it's just simpler and faster to message someone or comment on a post. But I'm going to challenge you to understand that if you're always taking the simpler and faster route, you are not going to maximize the authentic connections that you are looking for and that you need from other people and that other people need from you. Now, you're listening to this episode for a reason. You're listening to this podcast or you're part of our community because you want something to change, right? If you want something to change, you have to be the person to make the first move, okay? I have friends that when we met in person or on the phone or video chat, we literally could just sit and talk for hours, right? But when we're messaging, I find it it lasts close to like 15 minutes max because the emotions aren't as readable or present. So I want you, I want to challenge you to be the one, take a step, give your friend a call. And once you do, I promise you, it might feel a little weird at first because you're both like, we could have we texted each other. But you'll both be happy you did it after you do. One thing I will warn you, you both need to set expectations that you're not going to judge the other person if you're on a video chat and you see their house is a mess. You're not going to judge the other one if your kid starts screaming in the background. And usually my friends and I just make a joke about it. But take that step. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. All right. Idea number four, challenge each other. Create goals together to try something new or to start and stick with some kind of a new habit or a hobby and then stick with it, checking in with each other daily or weekly for accountability and to exchange your experiences. One of the awesome things about friendship is that it comes with this sort of built-in add-on package, right, of accountability because your friends either just simply want what's best for you or at least they should or you need some new friends, but that's an episode for another day. And you for them. But you can also utilize competitiveness, right? What better kind of relationship to hold each other accountable or even just genuine encouragement? Whatever suits your relationship. And the perk is when you're finished, because you're doing it together, you already have a built-in cheerleader for when you finish or succeed, right? Or... (laughs) if you both fail miserably as someone to laugh laugh with about it when you talk about it 10 years later (laughs) either way all right last tip for the day is be real and authentic don't try to say or do all the right things that you think your friends want to see or hear be you Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. Creepy quirks and all, okay? Don't insult his work by pretending to be someone you're not. Your real friends are going to love you just for who you are, and they expect you to do the same. We all want friends we know we can be ourselves around, and so make sure that you're that friend. We want people that we know are going to be honest and true to us. So return the favor by being the real authentic you. It starts with you. Building true friendships requires an honest foundation. And if you're not being yourself, 
and you're not speaking up when you feel like you need to, you're not being an honest friend, okay? You're just being a comfortable friend. There are so many other ways, but since we are at our time limit for today, I'm gonna stop here for now. So homework. Every week I give you homework, right? And every week I get a message from some of you on how it's going. And I love seeing how you guys are doing and hearing how you practice obedience to intentionally live in God's good portion for your life. So I think I want to do another quick, small giveaway. And here's the thing. We have somewhere over 650 members in our online community, but... I know not all of those people listen to the podcast. So this giveaway is specifically for those of you that are listening to this episode because I am not going to post or market or spread the word about this giveaway anywhere else other than here, okay? So here's your homework. I want you to go back to any of our past episodes. Now, Karen, don't you cheat the system and pick a day that doesn't have homework, okay? (laughs) I'm talking about a day where we actually had a list of homework. I want you to complete all of the homework tasks for that episode and that I want you to post create a post of your own in our Good Portion Mama Facebook community, what episode it was, what you did, how it made you feel, or what the results were. And then I want you to go to iTunes, if you haven't already, and leave a written review on our show. And I want you to include in your post a screenshot of your review. Every single one of you that completes this task, both of these tasks, so the homework for one particular episode and a screenshot of your written review on iTunes is going to receive a message from me asking for your address and I'm going to send you a small gift, okay? You heard that right. Every single one of you that completes this is gonna get a gift from me. I promise you're gonna like it. This is my way of encouraging your accountability and doing the homework. You're taking the time to listen to these episodes in what I can only assume is an attempt to grow in any of these five categories of connection and my way of holding you accountable and encouraging you to do that is this giveaway, okay? Because I know how easy it is to take the time to listen to the episode and say you're gonna do the homework and then you don't actually do it because I have totally been there and done that and on occasion, I still do it. I am the queen of procrastination. So every single one of you completing this is gonna get a gift. The deadline for completion of this giveaway is next Thursday, August 6th, okay? Thursday, August 6th, 2020. Those of you who participate may even get a little shout out on our next episode. Yay! So be sure you go and do that. Reminder, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Deadline, Thursday, August 6th, let's say noon Central Standard Time, okay? Noon Central Time, Thursday, August 6th, you need to have completed all of the homework for one particular episode and then create a post in our Good Portion Mama Facebook group listing what episode it was you did the homework from, details about what you did and your results and how it felt or what questions it triggered for you or really anything. I want to hear about your experience with it, even if it wasn't good. I haven't gotten any complaints yet on people who have been doing the homework, but but I, I want your real honest feedback on how that homework ended up working out for you, okay? And everybody who's completed that along with leaving a written review on iTunes under the Good Portion Mama podcast 
and a screenshot included in that post of your review because not all of you use your real first and last name for your username on iTunes. Um, Every single one of you is going to get a small gift from me and I promise you, you're going to like it. All right. Well, the chatty Kathy in me has gone over our time again. Get used to it. It's skill set. Uh, And I can only assume it's a skill that comes from God. But I can't wait to chat with you guys again soon. So as always, lots and lots of love and cheers. Hey there, Mama. Before you go, are you loving the content that you're getting in our weekly episodes, but still needing just a little bit more accountability? Did you know that I offer private coaching in all the five categories of connection? Shoot me an email at thegoodportionmama at gmail.com or send me a private message on Facebook for a no-pressure look at what personalized coaching and accountability option would best suit you. 